Today the podcast is brought to you by USG Canada, the best gear in boxing. This is the third and final style of the Final Shot Podcast gloves. We've had the Grant style with the four cuff. We've had the straight the straight cuff style. Now we've got the three rib style. USG Canada, they make all my gear boxing gloves. They make headgear, groin guards, whatever the fuck you want to get, you can get at USG Canada. Hit up my boy Howie on Facebook. Or you can send him an email, howie at usgcanada.com, to place all your orders. For all the professional athletes out there, the window of time to get a full sponsorship from USG Canada has closed. The team is full. we got Cody the Crippler Crowley. We've got Ryan the Real Deal Ford. We've got Nathan Millier. There's a ton of guys that are sponsored by USG Canada. And if you want to be taken into further considerations for sponsorship from them, sign up for their 50% off program. And uh, you will be taken into consideration for their 2020 sponsorship uh, team. USG Canada. Make the best shit in boxing. We're also brought to you by Onnit. If you're not on it, get on it at onnit.com forward slash TFS podcast and save 10%. Go over, take a look at the Onnit Academy. There's a whole bunch of stuff on the Onnit Academy diets, fucking workouts, all free. Go check them out and pick up some fucking Alpha Brain, some Shroom Tech Sport. Get healthy, get some Shroom Tech Immune. Don't be like Derek and have fucking H1N1 or the fucking bird flu or whatever the hell he has be tracking that all around all over the place just go get some shroom tech immune and get healthy again it's www.onnit.com forward slash tfs podcast and save 10 percent we're also brought to you by sovereign extracts these guys supply me with all my cbd needs go check them out on the instagrams of sovereign extracts these things are dope man you just put them in a little vaporizer pen and you puff away and you're getting thc or cbd whichever whatever floats your boat sovereign extracts and last but not least we're brought to you by the best fight shop in alberta the clinch fight shop and if you guys make an order online and you use the promo code the bad guy you're going to save 10 percent. but the sunil's got everything in there from fucking mats to tie liniment albaline you name it he's got it so go hit up my boy sunil at the clinch fight shop use the promo code the bad guy and save 10 percent so today on the podcast we've got one of the best boxers in Canada coming on and uh, he is the CPBC Canadian champion, uh, North American champion and the international champion as Cody the Crippler Crowley. Let's go fucking talk to him. Welcome back to the Final Shot Podcast. Today, I have a guy that I've been trying to get on here for a, a half a minute, but uh, he is the CPBC Canadian champion, North American champion, international champion. It's Cody the Crippler Crowley and his coach that's not in frame right now. 
But there he is. Damn. <laughs> How's it going, guys? Good, good, man. Good. Just busy day. What are you doing? Uh, well, I was supposed to go snowmobiling, but uh, now, now we're going to do the podcast because we're going to talk some shit. Dope. Yeah. So, Cody, you just fought in uh, both of our hometowns, actually. I was born in Peterborough, Ontario, September 3rd, 1982. Oh, shit. Yeah. No way. Would now, you ever go back? Fuck no. <laughs> you got to come back for a fight. Yeah, man, you got to come back and watch me fight. Listen, Don Collette is trying to talk me into going back to Peterborough to fight. Oh, yeah, he did tell me that this morning. Yeah. How old Cruiser, are you? Cruiserweight, right? How old? Cruiserweight. I'm 36 years old now. Oh, you're good. Yeah, you got one in you. I think I got like 10. <laughs> <laughs> we, could, we could try to make it work. You know, I'm a promoter now, too, so. I know, and I was like, Don, tell Cody to take that goddamn show anywhere else in, but Peterborough, and I'll show up. You got fans in Peterborough? I got a lot got of haters. <laughs> hey, they buy tickets, too. Listen, I... Uh, <laughs> I, the haters will spend way more money than the fans, trust me. Yep, I agree. But I did watch the last show. Um, my boy Howie was there, and he, he did some live video. I watched your fight against Stuart McLennan, and uh, you, you put on a hell of a show. I liked it. Uh, yeah, that was, actually, that was my worst performance of my whole career, um, <laughs> <laughs> to say the least. Um, I've, been, I've, been, I've been dealing with some, uh, some health issues. Okay. Um, and, you know, uh, going from barely being able to run a mile a couple of days before the fight to still going out there and busting out 12 rounds, like it's nothing. Yeah. Um, very, very hard to do. What kind of but, uh, I, you know, my coach, he, he puts me in uncomfortable situations all the time, pretty much every single day. So it's just another day in the office. You know what you got to do. Um, you got to go out there and win under any yeah. circumstance no matter what no matter no if, excuses no matter if i if i only have one arm or one foot um you go in there and you get the job done so that's exactly what i did it wasn't pretty but mm. at the end of the day we got another win and uh we're top 25 in the world now well I, as i was watching the fight i was confused because i was like, what the fuck is cody doing because <laughs> you got way more skill than stewart and that's exactly the fight that stewart wanted you to fight it was a dog fight and you still yeah. won yeah, the dog a dog fight with zero energy in me, and I still won. Yeah, you did good, but that that's exactly what Stuart wanted you to do. And I was like, oh shit, is this one of those things where Cody wants to beat this guy at his own game, or what the fuck was going on? But survival, it was survival. <laughs> I respect it. Was it. One of those things, it was one of those things where we we had a show. The show must go on. You don't want to dis disappoint the fans. And you do it anyway, because it's very rarely in boxing are you going to ever go to the ring 100%. Very true. You know? and so, I, I respect like, the effort. I, I wanted... Yeah, if it, wasn't, if it wasn't my show, I probably would have pulled out. Okay. But um, it's not just my fight, right? Yeah. So that, that's totally unfair to all the other fighters that have went months and months preparating for a fight. So I just kind of swallow my own uh, how I'm feeling, and we go out there and get the job done. Like pretty much, Cody was having uh, an extreme allergic reaction that was causing his uh, body to seize up, and um, so. Uh, but this happened before to him when he had this allergic reaction, and um, and a lot of we like right now we don't know what food is causing it, mm -hmm. um, and and so just to give you an idea, when we were in the back, 
like we don't tell everybody this because um you know like there's no there's no excuses if you step into the ring you, you gotta win no, no, nobody want to hear what you gotta say just win right um but when we were in the back doing pads and um <laughs> and cody was hit me you know and you know you know before you before you go out you know you let the the, the fighter throw like a couple hogs was like pop pop you know just to get that crack in there you know get them pumped up and and he hit me he was like yeah coach how 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 i'm punching and i was like uh was you trying to punch me? <laughs> he was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Oh, yeah, you good, but <laughs> my brain, I said, "Oh my God, we in trouble," because <laughs> he wasn't punching like nothing. It was it. He had listen zero power. There was zero power in it. I mean, but um, a re, uh, a re clear example. Stuart McCullough won 12 rounds. Yeah. I mean, he still was getting hit with clean punches, but I knew it was zero in it. was nothing on his punches. I mean, in one fight, Cody's knocking somebody out of the ring. Yeah. Then the next fight, he's hitting the guy clean, and the guy's still there not even getting buzzed. You understand? But we, like I said, to me, I don't like to, you know, start telling people stuff like that while, you know, during the time of the battle because to me, it sounds like you're making excuses. But now it's done. Everybody see we didn't make no excuses. You know, so we just let it's now we want everybody to know all sides of the boxing. You know, that's one of the things we try to do. It's good though because a lot of people don't understand what it takes to get in the ring to compete. And ninety nine point nine percent of the time, all the guys and girls that jump in the ring or the cage or whatever the fuck they're fighting in, they're never a hundred percent. No. So so to hear try try, try dealing with uh, promoting the show no. and running it. Dealing with your own health issues and then getting in the ring at the same time. No, I'm not doing you know? that ever. <laughs> it's uh, pretty, uh, pretty, pretty crazy. Tell me what it means. Like I, I'll, I'm gonna shit on Peterborough, Ontario a lot because I'm from there. I don't like it, but to represent your town in your town in the biggest venue in that town, which is the, the Peterborough Memorial Center where the Peterborough Peets play, uh, tell me what that means to you. Uh, the very first show we, we put on, it was pretty, uh, is a surreal feeling, you know? Uh, I remember I was in the hospital one time when I was like eight, eight or nine years old and, uh, the Peterborough Pete, some of the players were coming through the hospital, right. And giving me signed autographs, gave me tickets to their, their next game. And I remember going to that Memorial center being like, wow, these guys are somebody, you know, mm -hmm. they must be somebody. Look, the whole entire city comes out to watch them. Well, we're doing that, but we don't have a whole entire team. We don't have a whole entire 20 man team. Yeah. You know, we're filling that place up and there's 4,000 people in that arena screaming one person's name, yeah. not a team's name. So that, that, that type of feeling it's, uh, that's why I love fighting at home, man. Uh, I'll be, I'll be perfectly honest with you. When I was a kid, I used to go to all the Pete's games, go give them high fives as they're coming out. Would yeah, there's, there's, there's celebrities in that town. So huge celebrities. I went to school with them. Like I went to Thomas A. Stewart. So that was okay. the that was the the Pete school when you go there. But like to to be able to walk out in an arena where these guys that are icons in that town, it's, it's a pretty cool thing. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, that's what we've we've been back now three times in Peterborough, and the support just gets better and better and yeah. better, man. Um. You know what people people can say it's a small it's a small town. Uh, you know, there's a lot of drugs going on, a lot of low like, a lot of people without jobs, homeless, and everything like that. But man, for for a small crappy town like that, they come together. 
Well, Peterborough's you know, not exactly I, small. There's, what, 100 and some odd thousand people there? Yeah, but it, it feels small. You know, you yeah. got that one quarter mile of George Street with about three nightclubs. That's your whole downtown. Yeah. What is it? Sin it's City? Small. Is the vibe still there? Oh, Sin City's gone. The vibe's gone. You wouldn't even recognize it, man. <laughs> Shit, I used to bounce at the Purple Rooster. That's probably gone. I never even heard of it. <laughs> that, see, I'm dating myself now. Motherfuckers. <laughs> that, how old are you, Cody? You're 20-something? 20 25. 25. 25. So I've got a decade on you. Now, I did know some Crowleys from back in the day I used to kick around with, going down to the uh, the – the where they do the music down at the thing by the water what the hell is that called oh uh yeah, yeah. you want the water the festivals or delcory park yeah delcory park that's it <laughs> see this is a throwback yeah. for me this is all this is all different kinds of fucked up for me <laughs> every every wednesday and saturday night in the summer, yeah. The summer. Yeah. yeah yeah i used to kick used around to with some cool. crowleys okay uh, chances are i don't know them i don't <laughs> i don't know any uh any Crowleys at all. Now, are you a Crowley yeah. from Duro? Yeah, I'm a Crowley from Duro. I don't all, – all the – all my dad's family lives right in Duro. Okay. Um, I've never met them before. Right. Now, here, here's a Peterborough yeah. joke yeah. for you then. Are you from the dumber side of Duro? <laughs> yeah, I've heard that. <laughs> Yeah, no. So there's the township <laughs> line. There's the the Duro Township and then the Dumber Township. So it's either you're on the Dumber side of Duro. Or... Yeah. All right, I believe you. You're from Peterborough now. <laughs> yeah, I trust me. I try to deny it, but it's not yeah, bad. No, I I, I rap Peterborough hard, man. That's my city. You love it, um, eh? Yeah, I got, I got Peterborough tatted right on my arm. Shut the front door. Well, why why do you like Peterborough so much? Listen, man. When you go to jail, it's not fun. Like when you spend when you spend some time in the Lindsay bucket for some dumb shit you did downtown Peterborough, it's not fun. Oh, <laughs> the, Peterborough, the Peterborough Bing, got it. I don't mind it. I I don't mind Peterborough. Uh, a lot of a lot of high school friends are still kicking around there. Public school friends. My family still lives there, so I'm gonna. I like to make fun of it. You know, it like the people in the town. Um, that's what I love. Yeah. You know, everybody knows everybody. Um, but they all do have this same small town mentality when they do see somebody make it, they will almost try to exile you (laughs) because, because you're doing something that they, they're not doing right or not capable of doing. Um, I've seen that happen to a lot of people I know, but the one thing that I've done, the more successful I get, the more everyone just embraces it. I don't know if it's because it's a first of something. I'm not just the, you know, the the thousandth kid from Peterborough to make it to the NHL. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm doing I, I got a totally different path that no one's ever really seen or watched before. So I think they just kind of all enjoy it. Well, about a year ago, I was approached by somebody and they said, oh, there's a kid from Peterborough, Ontario who's making big waves in boxing. I said, fucking bullshit. Exactly. And then they said, <laughs> go look up Cody Crowley. I said, all right. And I was like, oh, motherfucker. And he's a Southpaw. <laughs> so, hey, good on you, man. It's not a lot of times that you hear good things coming out of Peterborough, but you're one of them. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Now let's get off this stupid Peterborough subject. Where are you located now? Are you in Vegas? Sin City. Sin City. Now, is this your permanent residence? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So where we live, this is uh, the fight capital of the world, right? 
I was told if you want to make it in this sport, you gotta you gotta put yourself in the best possible situation. <clears throat> so that's what I did. I packed a one way one way ticket and a bag to Vegas and never looked back. And what are you doing over there? Is it just strictly boxing? Just strictly boxing. Okay. I'm not I'm not wrestling guys on the ground or kicking people. No regular job. <laughs> no, no, we box full time. Okay. Sleep, breathe, boxing. So what are you doing for cash then? Is it just you're you're training people, winning fights? Fight, f- yeah, fight game, man. Okay. We got a whole team behind us. Um, me, me and Ibn are the face of the team, mm-hmm. but we we have a whole team behind us. And we wake up every day. Typical day for me, I wake up at like seven, walk my dogs. We're at the gym from like nine till noon. Um, go home, put my feet up, rest, and then back at the gym at like five o'clock. Do uh, do all my road work, um, and then go to sleep six days a week. That sounds like the life. Yeah, I don't. I don't go out. Don't. Uh, we really do nothing but boxing. No drinking. So, no partying. Nope. No, nope. I miss out on all kinds of fun. <laughs> it's uh, pe- people think I'm living the life here in Las Vegas. Um, they they picture me being at clubs, driving fancy cars, all these crazy exotic women. Um, it's me and this man in the gym just all day long. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just just mean mugging each other. <laughs> That's what happens though when you spend so much time with a coach or something like that. You, you guys love each other, but at the same time, like, oh, fuck, I don't want to do My this fuck. with you today. <laughs> yeah, like yesterday, right? So we were at the gym from 9 till I got at the gym at 1230. I can pull up my phone log right now. 104 FaceTime pops up. This old this ugly face. <laughs> Talking about boxing. Oh, shit. 30, mi- 30 minutes out of the gym after three and a half hours in the gym. That's just, that's all we do. That's it. Sacrifice. The sacrifice you got to make. If you want to be great, you got to you got to kind of sacrifice your blood, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, my girl my girlfriend has like a hate love relationship with him cuz she loves him at the time that he's turning me into somebody and setting our future up, mm-hmm. but she hates it the fact that she can't get me for more than like 2 hours without him pulling up or calling or Well, Cody, at some point you're going to find yourself a wife like myself. I've been married now for five years, been with her for 10. She's gone through this really weird road with me of combat sports from MMA to kickboxing where before I never worked. It was just train, 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 train. That's it. They learn to hate it, but love it at the same time. But- yeah, no, I can't complain. My, <laughs> my girl moved here from uh, Peterborough as well with oh, me. Shit. No family, no friends here. She's been here four years now, sacrificing day in, day out with me. Wow. So she she misses birthdays, her uh, friends' funerals, weddings, everything, just like me. So. Fuck. Now, tell me how this works then, because you guys are obviously Canadian citizens. Do you have a work visa? I got a P1 uh, professional athlete visa. Okay. And then you can so. stay there as long as you want? I got... Um, I got granted a five-year visa when I signed a five-year contract to top rank. Oh. So, yeah, so that, that visa is actually coming up later on this year. Um, I'm working on it right now, renewing it. I've heard I've heard of this top rank contract. Um, you don't compete for them, though. I fought my first two fights with them. Okay. I made my pro debut on uh, the Crawford Gamboa undercard, 
and then I fought uh, here in Vegas at the uh, Cosmo uh, okay. on the Rio Chavez HBO card. Um, and then after that, we uh, I didn't really mean much to them. They didn't really see see too much as, you know, coming from Canada, in Peterborough especially, um, safe to say, a lack of professional training mm-hmm. um, I had. So, you know, my coach at the time, he's he seen something, but he was like, right now, we're nowhere near the final product. Um, and they really, they don't see it or maybe believe in it. So it's just kind of sink or swim. Yeah. They don't have that much money invested in you. So they were putting me in really tough uh, for my third and fourth fight. And uh, it been have faith in me where he's like, you know what, I think we can do this on our own uh, without the help of these big hands. So luckily we got a mutual release. Um, and took it from there. Now we're 17 and no doing it on our own terms, um, with our, with our own promotional company. Now, how did you get linked up with this good looking guy beside you? Hmm. I like you, man. (laughs) man. I like this guy right here. Anytime you want to do the podcast, we're there. (laughs) Um, so, so to take it back, I used to come to Vegas when I was like 16, 17, um, just trying to get better training, right? So me, me and my dad, we came down here for a UFC event. Yeah. And do you remember Tap Out Clothing? Yeah. Yeah, so uh, Tap Out, it was huge back then, right, when I was younger. Um, they had a Tap Out training facility right here. Yeah. And uh, so me and my dad came down for a UFC event, but I had a fight coming up, so I wanted to get some training in. We went to the gym. The boxing coach there was like, hey, man, you ever want to come live with me for the summer? I'll train you, blah, blah, blah. Next thing you know, I moved there the next summer. Lived with them. Sound like some Michael Jackson. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I, I lived with him, uh, trained with him, and then uh, the owner of the gym one time, he's like, "Hey man, I know, I know that house is a little bit tight. If you ever just want to crash it at my spot, you can." So I, I went there one day, and six months later, I was still there. So I had a great relationship with that man, um, and then uh, when I when I decided to go pro, you know give it a good shot a couple of years later i hit him up and said you know can you help me out he was all for it um he had a friend one of his good friends was in the boxing game um and he knew ibn and so he said we're gonna try a couple different boxing coaches out here ibn's was the first uh doorstep that i got dropped off at and uh here we are today at first ibn was ibn, ibn wasn't even gonna train me because yeah, i was so garbage no um, yeah tell him man no <laughs> that's not true it's not true the, it, it wasn't that it wasn't that i wasn't going to train him but he he was dropped off on my doorstep to be analyzed and critiqued and to see if he was worth investing in by the by the money guys that i knew so um so they asked me you know what you what do you think we got here and i said well, no don't don't waste don't waste your money it was one of those type of things it wasn't that i wouldn't train him it's just i was just giving them my honest opinion on the product okay and the product was very undeveloped and um so yeah so um so i look at him you know you gotta remember i'm used to seeing world-class fighters right you know i'm with, I'm with floyd zab and all them right so then to see this green guy this green kid come with no experience no real um no real qualities um except for the one but which was the tenacity and the zeal to be the best uh, but, but you can't see that off of one training mm-hmm. session, right? You're just looking at, you know, what you have in front of you, which was you no know, lack of a jab, lack of footwork, lack of fundamentals. Well, and he's lack a of ball. 
I mean, Southpaw, I like that that fact because you know, I mean, that's a good thing. These everybody's Southpaw these days. But um, so they asked me, um, you know, what what, what do you think? Should we invest? I was like, no, save your money. This guy's this kid is garbage. What changed right? it then? Nothing changed it. It's just that, um, you I know, I, what I what I told him was, I said, look, if y'all want me to train him, I'm not. Y'all gotta pay me up front. I need to get paid because I I don't think this guy's gonna do nothing, like and I'm not gonna. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, look, I'm not gonna be sitting there, you know. I really didn't want to train them because I, the thing that I really value the most in this world is my knowledge of boxing, mm -hmm. and to me, that's my gold. So I don't really like giving that to everybody, right? So, but because these guys were my friends, I was like, all right, well, you know what? I'll train him for you guys if if y'all want to invest him. But you, I need my money now, like every week, I need my money, and um, and then I'll train him. So they were like, okay, fine, no problem. So, so that's why I started training them. No, no offense to him, but I didn't know who he, who this kid was, right? So then um, the first week, you know, they didn't pay me. Second week, they didn't pay me. About a month went by, but then remember, these are my friends, so I'm not pressing them for the money, you know? So then a month goes by of them not paying me, but now within a month, I got to know the kid. So now I... I, I every one of your fighters work harder. I, re I realize, I realize that... The kid really wanted it, and he just didn't have, at the time, what it took. And I'm not the type of person that's going, you know, somebody wants it. I'm not going to say, well, just because you don't, I, you know, I, I am a human being, you know. Mm -hmm. And so, since I, you know, because I, I developed that relationship within that month's time, I can't turn him away at this point. Now we were friends, Yeah. right? And then also saw the good thing that I, he taught me something at the same time that it doesn't take, it's not just about what you see, it's a, you know, just a, you know, like the Rocky type of thing where Rocky wasn't wasn't skilled, but he had the will. And the will means a lot in this game. And he taught me, he Cody had the will. And that's what I noticed in that month period, that this kid really, 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 really wants it. <laughs> you know? And um, and then we just kept going from there. Hey, sometimes I never got will... paid, by the way. What's that? I never got paid. <laughs> still not, still haven't got paid. <laughs> nope. <laughs> well... Don Collette hit me up. He's like, oh, you should have Cody on your show. And then I got talking to Howie Lee. And then we we became business partners. And he does my gloves. So I'll show you guys, which are very nice. Oh, okay. We got the, the, the USG official Final Shot podcast gloves. And then he sends me this poster. This one right here. And I said, who the fuck is this guy on my poster? I don't know who the fuck this is. He goes, oh, it's Cody. I said, oh, okay. I better call Cody first and get a hold of him and make sure I can put him on the internet with because I never talked to you. Yeah, until yeah, now. Yeah, I was like, are you cool with this? Take and, it down. Yeah, take it down. <laughs> Fuck this show. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I've had some comments. They're like, oh, who's that? Who, who's on your poster? It's, it's Cody Crowley. Why the fuck has he never been on your show? I said, I don't know. Maybe he doesn't like me. I don't give a shit, but... But he's on now. Hey? Yeah, and and that connection too. You being both of us from Peterborough. Right. You got right. an absolutely stunning picture of me hung up in your office <laughs> and you never had me on the show. It's the new Neverland over here. Oh <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. And then we never had your but now we got you on the show, which is good because uh you're one of the best products coming out of Canada right now, hands down. Uh, I, I believe we're, 
we are going to be the face of boxing for Canada. That is what I'm striving to do. Um, and to change the game up of boxing in Canada. So much, like all these fighters, you know, you get... A, Canada isn't known for, for fighters, right, mm. for boxing at all. Um, you get one or two guys from a province every couple years that make a little bit of noise. Mm. Uh, but they're not competing on the world level. And then they, they're too afraid to face each other. They won't fight each other. Um, because basically that, that ticket seller will be done yeah. if they do. Right. And that's the way it works in, in Canada. There isn't enough shows. Anyways, the promoter only cares about ticket sales. Mm. Um, so I'm trying to change that a little bit. I'll fight anybody in Canada. I don't care if it's a good fight, let's fight. You know, that's why we, we, it took us so long. Um, that's why we started up our own company. So we could do that, you know? Like we could go out and get uh, the first first fight we got was the Kevin Higson, mm-hmm. you know. Um, that was a great all Ontario matchup where two guys with with great records and great resumes uh, put it on the line. Um, <clears throat> same thing even with Stewart, you know. Stewart hasn't uh, fought fought that many guys in Canada. Um, he was kind of building up his record, trying to cash in on a world stage, um, but I was able to draw him out and fight him. Um, you know, I, you, everyone's seen me call out Brandon Cook. Mm-hmm. I'm trying to get that fight. Um, everyone's seen me call out Sammy Vargas. I'm trying to get that fight. It's a good fight. Um, Sebastian, Sebastian Bouchard. I'm trying to get that fight. I'm trying to be the people's champion for Canada. I will fight anybody. You give me a time and place, and I'll be there, and I'll show up and fight. I'll be honest with you. I'm glad you fought Stuart McLennan. He needed some money. He looked fucking homeless. <laughs> Well, he he's a good guy, man. Stewart's a good fuck guy. Fuck Stewart. <laughs> <laughs> well, he he got paid, and now he, he buys some new clothes. Yeah, I'm I'm sure he's a nice guy, but come on, you don't have to show up and look like an idiot. He, he looked terrible. No, I'm not saying in the fight. Just personally, like let's let's get your haircut. Let's take you to the dentist. Have a little bit of pride, right? Yeah, like. Get, maybe fucking get on a diet. I don't know. Do something. <laughs> he's yeah. tough as fuck, though. I'll give him that. Tough, yeah, he's tough, tough. dude. Um, the the fight I was calling for, and then I found out you guys are in different weight classes now. Was um, the kid from fucking Montreal? What the hell is his name? Stephen Butler. Yeah, he still can get it. If you want to come down and wait, he can come get it. <laughs> yeah, he jumped the weight class, I think. Yeah, he can come get it. Uh, you know, I mean, we we we're not at fifty four is not our weight class, right? We're forty seven. We're forty seven, but we just fight fifty four because it's the same day weigh in. You know, but I mean, it's you know, Stephen can come down to fifty four. There's nothing for him to make fifty four. Even this fight, I was I, I weighed in at fifty one. Oh this shit! Fight. Okay. You know, I didn't know so, you guys are still doing same day weigh ins in Ontario. Sometimes they waive that for titles. No, they never waive it. They'll just do it. They'll just um, uh, do the day day before, but they still official weigh-in is still on the same day. Oh, I don't like very, that. Very, very. Yeah, <laughs> no, we don't either. <laughs> we try to change it. So, are you specifically trying to change it in Ontario? Well, that's yeah. the only place that is like that. Yeah, that's the only place in Canada I know that's like that. So you want to change it there? Yeah. 
So I, I think you know, I think the bigger Cody gets, um, the the bigger boxing gets, and 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 Ontario, the easier to be the change. These rules are like cave caveman rules. They have they had good um, ideologies behind the rules, mm-hmm. but it's really just not. It's not really uh, practical at the end of the day, right? Um, but we just we just it needs to be more attention brought to boxing in Ontario mm-hmm. in order for them to really take a look at it, right? Which it is though. Like I remember when I first moved here in 2014. There was only, I want to say, like eight shows, eight professional boxing cards in Ontario that year. Oh, wow. 20, 2017, we had 30, I think it was 32 or 33 cards in Ontario. Wow. So and I truly feel like I, I am have have a big influence in that. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I go out of my way every day to, you know, publicize what I'm doing, how I'm doing it being my own promoter, my own manager, showing these other fighters what to do to get in the situation that I'm in. Um, and now you see there's promotional companies popping up all over in Ontario. Yeah, there's, there's a lot of fights going on. All over. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I truly feel like, um, you know, another year or two, we'll have some good pull and be able to hopefully switch some things up. So are you going to keep your show specifically in Ontario then, or are you going to travel Canada with it? Uh, we, we typically, we want to break into the Toronto market, obviously right. in Ontario, right? Um, my, my goal and one of my dreams is to, uh, you know, sell out the Air Canada Centre and fight for a world title there. That'd be um, dope. Yeah, it, it, it sounded crazy when I said it two years ago, um, but it really sounds like the next step for us in the next 12 or 16 months. It's definitely achievable. I don't see why you couldn't do it. Mm-hmm. But what's what's the next game plan then? What are you what are you going for? I see on box record now you're suspended. <laughs> That's another Ontario rule. <laughs> <laughs> Mandatory thirty day suspension. Yeah. Uh, just for winning a fight. Yeah, and anything over ten rounds, I believe it is. It's a mandatory thirty days. Yeah, whether you get hit or not. Yeah. Did you get hit? Uh maybe, maybe once or twice. You look fine. A couple times. Thank you. <laughs> so you got a 30-day suspension. Um, obviously, you're not going to do a, a triple C promotion show right away again. Yeah, no, we'll we'll, we'll wait a, a couple months for sure. Um, we're just basically getting back into the gym right now and uh, learning stages, right? Always mm-hmm. trying to pick up, work on some mistakes. Uh, I don't know, Ed. Yeah, pretty much we're going to um... – like after after each fight, you know, you, you try to get into learning mode and mm-hmm. try to, to improve your craft, right? Because when you're training for the fight, like the six weeks before the fight, you're normally in trying to condition yourself, so it's not that much time for learning. Um, so this is like the most one of the most important times for developing Cody as a fighter right now. So we normally take about a month of that, a month or two, a month and a half, and obviously we're getting in shape while we're learning, but the more focus is on learning. Um, meanwhile, then we start looking for other fights. Um, I, we want to try to take the show on the road. Not, I mean, not triple C promotion, but Cody as a fighter, try to get him in all other parts of Canada. I want to fight in Alberta. I want to fight in Moncton. I want to fight, you know, everywhere. So that way, because with these platforms that we have now, if any of these shows, they can, if they're produced, they can be on fight TV. They can be on these stream net, streaming networks where people back home can always pay $10 to buy it. Right. And also, we're developing um, Cody's fan base and his awareness in other parts of Canada, and, and not just uh, Ontario. 
So Montreal, we, right now I'm talking with um, a couple of promoters in Montreal to try to get them um, a fight there on their shows where maybe we'll fight on their show and then um, they'll, you know, in return we'll have a couple of their guys fight on our show to bring mm -hmm. some some good prospects to Peterborough. We're looking out, of, um, looking in um, to Edmonton. We're looking um, um, with, um, with uh, I think Moncton is the other place. Well, that's where you are, right? No, I'm in Saskatchewan. Saskatchewan? No, okay, no. Well, yeah, New Brunswick, somewhere. We, as a promoter out there, we're talking to. So he'll fight somewhere there, uh, probably either either uh, May, uh, May or June. Okay. Um, and then we probably will have another fight um, uh, somewhere here in the state, somewhere, um, depending on how he looks. I, I'm I'm looking for certain things, and then um, you know we'll 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 discuss what we're going to do our next Triple C promotion. But we definitely do. Our, our plan is to do two shows a year. Okay. Um, and Peterborough, we don't want to do it too much, but we don't want to take too much time in between because, you know, it has to be enough. It has to be uh, uh, frequent enough where, where it becomes normal for people. Yes. Otherwise it becomes a novelty, right? We don't want it to be a novelty. We want people to understand boxing is there. And I think two shows a year is enough for them. You know, Peterborough is a busy town with, with sports, right? So you get in there, you got the, you got the Pete's plan, then you got the Lakers plan. And then you've got Triple C promotions coming in twice a year. Then you got the Peterborough X that goes into that fucking parking lot over there too. So it, it's a pretty busy place. And to fit in two shows in that kind of schedule, it's good. Mm -hmm. I'm surprised you guys don't do it in Vegas though. Oh, that that that's there too. It's a lot. It's a, it's so many um, different things that we, we're working with. Um, it's just. It's, you know, a lot of times, you know, people are trying to absorb Cody, right? And they want to, they want him to sign and sign and sign. And it's kind of like hard. We got to kind of like stay away from that. So a lot of people try to bait us with stuff like that. Like, you know, come here, do this. And, you know, they want us to give away the farm and we're not trying to do that. So we got to tread lightly when we're thinking about doing shows in other places and make sure we don't get caught up in these tricky webs that they have. They, they've, been, they've been on this game much longer than us, right? Yeah. So we got to, you know, just, you know, make sure we stay safe. But we have some stuff in the makings for Vegas. But we'll let you know in the future about that. I like that. Yeah, we, we <laughs> man, honestly, we barely scratched the surface of what what we are going to be doing, um, and the potential that we can take things. Well, at your age, you're like twenty five, twenty six years old, the the road ahead of you is still so long, and uh, yeah. and to have like you got a, a real good foundation of stuff set up for the future with us, which is fantastic. Yeah, yeah, our foundation is very, very strong right now. Um, and then just the mix of people that we're involved with as well, um, you know, it's just kind of like endless resources. Yeah. We're, we're, right now, if we wanted to, we could sign with a promoter and get and guarantee a title shot. We can. I, I have a promoter right now that wants us to, to do some work with him that, that can get us in line to fight uh, Pacquiao, right? It's like, it, but we have to kind of just... Um, you go the traditional route, and that's definitely what we're not trying to do. You know, if, you, you, if we want to change stuff, we gotta we gotta grin and bear and, and, and take the hard road. There, if you think about it, there's a reason why these promoter promoters make all the money. Mm -hmm. You know, if you're take you're taking a kid from you know five and zero to a world title, well, that's gonna cost you probably about five to six million dollars, right? So. When he's fighting for a world title, yeah, you're only going to be paying him 150, 200,000, yeah. right? And you're trying to make all your money back. Um, but that's what we're trying not to do. We're taking this hard, long road 
So at the end of the day, you know, when we're fighting for a world title, we're coming at them 50-50. I'm not a little peasant on a string. Yeah. Um, that's getting penny, right? I, w- I want to split the whole pie. I'll go... Our goal, the path that we're trying to take, just so you understand, the long, long-term path is, you know, we we build everything up in Peterborough, we bleed out to the whole, eventually, the whole of Canada. We once we have Canada, we have a definite voice. We we take over, we we come, we co-promote with somebody in the United States. Once you have Canada, United States, because now we have a contingency. To, you know, we have Canada, United States, going to want, you know, who's this kid making all this noise over there? Um, and then we um, eventually after. United States and Canada together, we take over the rest of the world. Listen. <laughs> two plus two is four, man. Exactly. <laughs> it, that's a lot of fucking work, though. Yeah, we like that, though. That's and, called living. Hey, if you're good with it, I'm good with it. Hit it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so, Cody, you have all the belts in your weight class for the CPBC. I think, yes. you have, I think you have all of them except for, obviously, like the – the Western Canadian title or the Eastern, who gives a fuck about Yeah, the little, like, knockoff ones. Yeah, fuck right? them. We don't want those. <laughs> You've got them all. Yeah. What do you go after now? Well, we're trying, we're, all, the ultimate goal is for a world title, right? Yeah. Um, and that that is what we, uh, we're zoning in on and we're close to. Um, so, man, we just got to keep winning. Like, I know I, I love the CPBC, um, and I'm trying to – I really do feel like since I've got involved with them, as I've grown, they have grown, mm-hmm. you know. Um, once the fighters see me fight for all the belts, now now all the fighters are fighting for the CPBC belts. Yeah. Um, so – but there's only so far that that can, that can take me if I want to be on a world stage, right? Um, so we – we're trying to fight for world titles at the end of the day, not Canadian titles. Okay, let me get your opinion on something then, because I, I feel that our Canadian titles, like our CPBC titles and stuff like that, are very underrated. Like A lot of people don't take them into consideration with things for some fucking reason. I don't like it. It's because can't, where is Canada in boxing? Well, look, that's, that, this is what it really is. I, the way we see CPVC is kind of like they're like us. Like um, we're trying to make it, you know, you know, we have to, you know, we, we feel as though we are going to be the best. And but we have to prove that. Right. And and we need to come together with everybody and um, eventually keep walking our way. And then eventually we will be the world champion. So same thing. That's why we, we mess well with the CPVC, because they're like, OK, they're, they're trying to prove that they are you know, um, on the same level as the WBA and the IBF, and that's what they want to do. So kind of we're walking the same road together. So everybody knows a belt is only as good as the champion that holds it. Mm-hmm. So um, if Cody can get to the height that we want him to get to, the whole while we, we have the, we're representing the CPBC on our back, then the CPBC eventually gets to that level where it's recognized as a world title and that it had the same credibility as WBA. And that's what we want to do. Mm-hmm. That's our eventual goal. But they're like us. You know, they're coming up and we're coming up and we're going to all do this together, you know, Canadian style. Hey, listen, I like the Canadian titles. I love them. I wish that they were a little bit more recognized in places, but it's only going to be when we're strapping them around waist of guys like Cody or, or females right. that compete for these titles. 
So I, I'm very happy that you you do have all three of those. Yes, sir. It couldn't couldn't Keep be on a three. couldn't be on anybody better's back than yours. I appreciate that, man. Thank you. Um, next next uh, next topic I want to talk to you about is your nickname is the Crippler. Where did that come from? Yeah. Um. Honestly, back just back in high school, man. Um. I, I went and won the uh, the Canadian Winter Games. So that's like the Nationals falls in the Canadian Winter Games every I think like two years, yep. two or four years. Um, so when I won that, it was on TSN, and uh, so all all my buddies from school and everything, everybody watched it, right? And then uh, one day, I, I really, I really don't remember. It just kind of just kind of came in. Cody <laughs> um, the Crippler Crowley, and it just kind of we were rolling with it. Now we got promotional company uh, made out of it. Triple C Promotions. What does it stand um, for? Just Triple C. What does it stand for? Cody the Crippler Crowley. Okay. So your CCC. name is the name of the promotion. Triple C Boxing. Respect yes, it. Nice. So, so well, I figure as as my name grows, my company's going to grow together, right? So I'm mm-hmm. trying to keep them attached together. So the Crippler nickname in Canada is kind of profound. There's a there've been a couple different places where that nickname's been. It's been in the WWF and it's been one other place, but Chris Benoit is the biggest name to ever use the name the Crippler. Huh. Did, I, you, I did know. you know that? No. No? no. Okay, well, no, Chris no. Benoit has a shitty story, so we won't fucking talk about it. But I like the nickname. <coughs> yeah, I like it too, man. It's, I don't know, it's it's hard. Hey, like if, if you're knocking people dead and they're all crippled up when they hit the ground, perfect. <laughs> yeah, sir. Yeah. All right, no. so, Derek, did we have any fan questions for Cody today? The fan questions came in a little late, um... Nothing uh, nothing that is uh, appropriate. I've got fan questions then because I'm a fan. USG Canada. We are both sponsored by them, but they made you a fantastic walkout vest thing. It looked like it had some, some well, I know what was on it. But did you have any input into that, what, what, they, what they were making you? Yeah, yeah. I, um, how, how he approached me, I think it was my very first show. We have a mutual friend. Mm-hmm. Um. And I kind of, I just seen a guy who was kind of just like us, where he wants to be the best and he envisions being the best and what he has to do to get there. And, uh, you know, he asked me to wear his stuff and for, for my friend, that's his friend. I did it for his sake. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just kind of, it's just kind of growing into a, a thing of its own. Um, now you see every pretty much every decent fighter in Canada rocking USG. Mm-hmm. Um, I like to say that I have a, I had a, a great influence on it. And uh, when Howie makes it to, uh, you know, take over rival and stuff like that, um, he, re- he remembers uh, who helped him get there. Now, there's a heavy beef right now between rival and USG. It's kind of fun to watch, but. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I wonder. Um, so he, he is on his radar then, eh? Russ oh, knows. yeah. So I'll, I'll fill you guys in because I don't give a fuck. If Russ Amber can call me on the phone tomorrow and bitch at me if he wants. But uh, Russ Amber is uh, implying that Howie stole his intellectual property. Oh. Uh, I don't know if intellectual property is a thing. But 
Listen. Yeah, or can or can you? Yeah, I don't really think you get in trouble for that. Like, I don't think that you can copyright an angle on a glove. But if you actually look at the angle on the glove compared to the angle on a rival glove, I don't know if I have one in here. Probably Nothing. not. They're not the same. This is what the the problem is: is the angle. Hmm. So yeah, no, they're they're not not the same at all. I've used both gloves. Not even close. I put both on. I've had, I have rival gloves in my basement. They're not even close. But on this show, if if Howie made a shitty product, I'd tell you, and I tell everybody else. What is your opinion on USG? My opinion. I'm well. I'm I'm kind of like Howie's t- uh, test dummy. Yeah. You know, he sends everything to me. Um while it's getting made or if it has an idea for a different style and stuff like that. So I've definitely seen um, what doesn't work and we critique it to make it something that does work. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, but at the end of the day, the final, uh, you know, my final say is I've worn them pretty much. The only thing you see me fighting in is the USG gloves. Yeah. That's all I got to say. That's a, that's a oh, I mean, also, yeah. also, also, same thing. How we we see how we the same way we see CPBC. It's like you know, we, you know, we asking people to help us out and to get on our bandwagon to help support us, and you know, we're trying to go out there and change things. And um, and um, we see CPBC doing the same thing. We see how we doing the same thing. So we would be remiss if we wouldn't do if we wouldn't try to support somebody else in the same boat as us that's supporting a different genre right yeah. so that's what we're doing when, when, when we make it to a world title it's not just going to be us that's up there right you know we we have a small group of people that we're bringing up with us as well you're a little click a click of people i'll tell you though i have a pair of those blue and silver gloves that were uh in your last show yeah the same as the black and gold but they're fantastic yeah, I mean they fit. They they fit good. They feel good. Um, they're slick looking. Yeah. So you can't you can't really complain, man. No. Uh, what other fucking questions did I have to ask you? I can't remember now. I think you answered them all. I think a lot of it was like Peterborough oriented. Yeah, big time. What about what about um? You got any questions for uh the crazy hair over here? I this did have one. Total, he is a total genius. He have he has made me go from um, rock'em sock'em robots to being in the ring with likes of Floyd Mayweather. You, what is your relationship with the Mayweathers? I yeah. I've been in the ring with 17, 18 world champions now, um, making world champions puke and throw up, all because of this man right here. Okay. What is inside his brain is priceless. I got lots of questions. Okay, so name first. Say the name. Ibn. Ibn. Yeah. La- last just thing, you gotta have more confidence. Just think it. Just think I B I N. Ibn. Yes. What's Ibn. your last name? Kason. C A S O N. He's yeah, related Ibn, to Ibn. somebody, right? Who is it? Oh, Hassan Rockman. That's it. Yeah. We got, yeah. We got. We got. We, he changed his last name. Oh, that's rude. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> he changed yeah. it back. I'm not a Hassan, fan anymore. Hassan, <laughs> yeah, yeah, he needs to change it back to Kason. Even even Hassim came to Peterborough, man. Really? Yeah, he came for the first show. Yeah, yeah, he came for my first fight there. Wow, good for Peterborough. All the stuff you're missing out on. <laughs> Come back. No, fuck you. 
I got, I do have some questions. We had one uh, the the video that wants to know what is your actual relationship with uh, Team Mayweather. We we just uh, colleagues. Okay. You know, like you know, he, you know, if he needs help with sparring and he need, he needs southpaw, then um, you know, he'll call us. You know, but he only calls us when he needs like real work, strong work. You know. <laughs> Like you know, like when he's when he's fighting them, them the uh, the, these exhibitions and stuff like that, he doesn't call us for that because you know he knows that you know Cody's a young hungry lion is looking to make a name off of Floyd at any time he can, so he got to be on his p's and q's. If we could, if we could put Mayweather out of his misery, that's what we're going to do, right? So he only calls us when is you know if he came back to fight Pacquiao again, then we will work again. Okay. What is your honest opinion on that shit show that went on over in Japan with Floyd and uh, that little Asian kid? Mine? Yeah, yours. I mean, he made. Did he make money? I hope so. <laughs> it's a business. He got to feed his family. You know. I mean, he provided them with an opportunity to fight the the, the world's greatest. I mean, I look. If if I was a heavyweight fighter, or let's say you, right? Say you had all the money in the world, mm. and Muhammad Ali was still alive in boxing. And they said, uh, um, you know, you, you was a, a billionaire. And your dream was to box um, Muhammad Ali. Well, he's not going to box you. But if you make it worth his while, he'll come box you. So that's what they did. You know, they said, you know, hey, you know, this guy's a champion. He's an amazing guy here. Whoever the guy he fought. And, you know, we want to, you know, we want to fight the best that possibly the best, one of the greatest athletes of all time. And they paid for it. And I don't see nothing wrong with that. You know, okay, now, it had nothing to do with boxing. Now he's putting it in a way that I can actually respect it. But before before you just said that, I was like, well, what the fuck would arguably one of the greatest boxers ever to get into a into a ring go over to fucking Japan and fight a kickboxer in a in a in a boxing match? Why? Everyone's got to put food on their own table, right? He's got, make man. money, make sense. Floyd's got so much money; it's not even funny. I don't know, man. He probably Floyd, spends Floyd. it just as fast as he may. I don't know the fucking guy. I've never met him, but he probably Look, man. You know, you know, you know. Mike Tyson has so much money; he went broke. Yeah. Holyfield has so much money; he went broke. I don't care what you have. You know, the more money you get, the more things you want to buy. Instead of buying a house, you want to when you when you're a millionaire, you want to buy an um a uh, apartment complex, right? Instead of buying when you when you you, you become a billionaire, you instead of buying um cars, you want to buy jets and you shopping jet shopping. You know, you looking at. Like you spending fifty million dollars on a jet instead of uh two hundred fifty thousand dollars on a Bentley. Like I don't care what you 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 get even more money. You want to go buy an island, right? You don't buy uh, two acres. You buy an island and over in Dubai. You know, there's always something to spend your money on, and you know that's what Floyd does. So don't think he has so much money. You know, See, I, I'm a I'm different. I guess I'm wired up differently than that. <laughs> I'm a blue collar <laughs> dude, man. I like guns. I like to fight, and I like to fuck. <laughs> yeah. I like I like the things you like. <laughs> <laughs> but hey, did you guys watch the uh, the fight last night? That was on what was it on TSN? I think here in Canada. Oh, Porter, Porter yeah. and Uga. Yeah, 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 yeah. I haven't yeah. watched it nope. yet. Yeah, I, I recorded it, it but fight. I haven't watched it. Is it good? Do, I mean, do you know what happened? No. Oh, I don't want to tell you. I mean, I don't, I don't want to tell you. Unless you want me to tell you. Other than that, you know, watch it. It's a good fight. It's worth watching. Well, I don't want you to wreck my day, but it was good. I, yeah, it was good. Okay. I'm going to watch it then. Because sometimes they put these fucking fights on TSN and they <coughs> suck. 
Yeah, yeah but that's what I'm saying. Like, they need to put our stuff on. Like, why are they putting that, you know, stuff that's over another, here when they had their own? That's the question I had. Mm-hmm. And I forgot it. Okay. So I was getting geared up to watch Triple C Promotions in Peterborough, Ontario. I sent out a text message. I said, where am I watching this? And they said, nowhere. <laughs> so what the fuck are you talking about? Why can't I watch it? Why isn't it on the Fight TV app or something? Is there just it is on Fight TV. It is on Fight TV. Other end, man. It is on Fight TV. Is it? Yeah. The it's last show TV, was on right? Fight TV. Yes. Fuck. You didn't put the blast out, huh? I I I did put the blast out on the CCC page. No, Not my personal though. Um, he do, he doesn't want he doesn't want people to watch it because he doesn't he, he doesn't like his performance. I I, I haven't I, even watched. You, you got to take the good with the bad, man. You're not going to have a good performance all the time, right? So I can watch about, it live. live? No, 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 no. We we delayed it. Oh, okay. okay. See, I was fight night. Where am I watching this? And they're like nowhere. I said, all right, fine. I call fucking you Howie. Been, you could have been ringside, man. Next time. Yeah, that's your fault. You supposed to be you supposed to have been there. Listen, if I come ringside to Peterborough, I'm getting arrested 100%. That's okay. That's okay. We, yeah. we got everyone on our side. We, 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 know, we know the chief of police. You'll be out. We're All right, good. perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. Um, hey, you guys hit me up the next time you're in Peterborough for a show. I'll show up. All right, well, I'm holding you to it. Please do. Fuck. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> All right, let's get let's wrap this thing up. Uh, listen, guys, it was a pleasure talking to both of you. I'm really glad that we can make it work. Um, Cody, where can everybody find you? Follow my Instagram page at Cody Crowley Boxing. Super, super simple. Um, that's probably where you're going to see all my content daily, what I'm doing, what we're training on, working on. Um, that's the best place to stay up to date with everything. Evan, where can they yeah. find you? Ibn, uh, same thing, Instagram, uh, Ibn Kaysen. Okay. On, on Instagram. Same you, thing. You can drop go, your go, phone go. number on here, too, if you want. Ladies love no, it. we're not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> um, you ever been to Vegas? No. Oh, yes. Well, I was a kid, yeah. yeah. Come to Vegas. Come see us. Introduce you to some cool people and get you training. Good deal. Perfect. I like it. Guys, you can always find me at Bad Guy Boxing on the Instagrams, Tanner Wilshaw on Facebook, or the Final Shot Podcast on Facebook. It's www.finalshotpodcast.com. You go on there, you can buy the bad guy stuff. Get yourself the bad guy hat. They're not fucking around. If you want to look like a bad guy and you're not one, you can always fake it. <laughs> I'll send Ibn one. Just kidding. There you go. I need that. <laughs> All right, guys, real pleasure talking to you. Don't be a stranger, Cody. Come on the show whenever you want. It's all it's an open forum for you whenever you want to do it. Sweet. Sounds right. good, man. All right, nice guys. to meet you, man. And that's the final shot. Right, Peace. Care.